Have you ever used a dating app? In this episode, we will be talking about using the widely popular gay social media app, Grindr, and answer questions about our experiences dating and socially interacting more broadly. My co-host this week, Alex Cote, and I will be creating an open conversation about dating culture and specifically what it's like for two LGBTQ plus people. We will be talking about what we find good, what we consider bad, and this is based on our own experiences. Whether you have used other dating apps such as Tinder or Bumble, or you're just looking for some candid conversation, you need to tune into this episode. You best bet we're going to be spilling the syrup. And I know all y'all want the tea. I think a lot of you out there will relate to this conversation. Today, we have my friend Alex Cote calling in from Toronto. He is taking time out of his busy working schedule to come talk to us about Grindr. We both work as flight attendants. We both enjoy that city life. We have fun together. We go out dancing at the clubs. We like to drink, have a good time. He is French-Canadian, and he loves Jesse J. Hi, Alex. Thanks for joining the conversation. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's such a specific thing about me, and also just describe who I am exactly 100%. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> so before we get into this topic, I just want to say to anyone that is listening, if you know me in real life and have messaged me on Grinder, and I have not responded to you, I apologize. Grinder is not the best way to reach me. I do not check it regularly. Sometimes I check it and then I immediately want to not check it for quite a considerable amount of time afterwards. <laughs> It always feel like something addicting for like a day and a half. And then you realize why you deleted it not that long ago. And then you just delete it again. It's not healthy. Yeah. That's how to describe it. It is not healthy. I think we're on the same page with that. I want to start by warming up our audience with some questions such as what is Grindr? Oh my God. How to describe Grindr? Started as a dating app, it moved more into hookup app, which is weird because if you talk to straight people about Tinder, they're like, oh, Tinder's the hookup one for straight people. But if you talk to gay or LGBT persons, Tinder is actually like the fancy one where you go meet someone to have a relationship. But Grinder is really mostly just for hookups. Yeah. So that's what makes it a little bit unhealthy to my eyes. You don't have to match with people to talk with them. You can just send a message to whoever is closest to you. Yeah. Which is kind of scary and creepy. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Important distinction there. So Tinder, you swipe right and you match. Whereas Grindr, you can just message anyone. I actually met my partner on Tinder. It is one of the most popular social media apps for men to meet other men. Hooking up. You can download it onto your phone. Yeah. <laughs> It uses geolocation. You can turn off if you want, but most people don't turn it off. You have to have it on to use the app because it shows you the 100 closest person around you. So you have to have the location on while you use the app. You can hide how close you are to them, 
but you always have to have your location on. Oh, okay. Especially in Toronto and anywhere in cities that where there's a lot of high-rise building, it's really creepy when someone who's zero meter away is messaging you or five meters away and you're like, where the heck is that person? And they're like, on the same couch as you, but 12 floors down. Yeah, exactly. This is a perfect opportunity to ask you, Alex, what is the most ridiculous thing someone has said to you on Grindr? Oh my God. Random people that don't have a photo, don't have their age, don't have a name. They're just sending you a request (laughs) for dirty pictures. Oh, can you send me your feet? Can you send your face? Yep. That would be the weirdest thing. Also, a lot of people just ask you straight away, do you want to meet in that spot and have sex? Yeah. Do I? I don't think I do. (laughs) Before you even meet somebody, they're already sending whole pics, dick pics. You don't even see their face. Yeah. They're asking for some without even sending you a photo of their face. Not going to send a dick pic to whoever that is. (laughs) without knowing yeah we call those pick collectors oh i should never heard that term yeah it should be reciprocal like just be honest that's what you want that's what you're looking for people aren't necessarily honest all the time i've had a lot of people say ridiculous things to me it would be hard to pinpoint just one i think the most recent one that i could think of was when i was walking during my solitude walks, I like to do them at night and I shouldn't have opened up Grinder on my phone because I'm asking for that attention. <laughs> yeah. Someone messaged me and he was like, live shot coming through. Are you watching me from your bedroom window as I walk by your house? Is that what's happening? Because I'm creeped out. That's scary. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm glad you're safe and alive. Thank you. What do you do in those kind of situations? Oh, I'll be really straightforward with them. Yeah. If someone just asked me, meet me in this bathroom at the mall and I'll suck your dick. And I was like, no, thank you. It's probably mean sometimes if someone is really ridiculously annoying or straightforward or really weird and it's really inappropriate. I get that people go on Grindr mostly for hookups. I don't really usually use that app for that purpose. So it's probably my fault for believing in having normal conversations. Yeah. Be really straightforward. and Like, yeah, no, just please leave me alone. Or I'll just straight up block them. I was going to say to block them. I think that's totally fair how you feel. Yeah. I think of that guy in a small town, that young queer person that's coming out for the first time. At one point, it was only Grinder. Yeah. Well, when I came out, it was only Grinder. We had. Hornet. I don't know if that still exists. It was the same concept. Oh, okay. Basically the same as Grinder, but different a little bit. You could talk to whoever you wanted, whoever was closest, and it was kind of the same thing. Just see the photo, a little description, and you can message or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. We only had Grinder. Yeah. I feel like it's so hard, especially with the pandemic right now. Yeah. I was in a relationship very long time. Exactly when I moved to the city, I got in a relationship right away. So I never got to meet anyone. And then when I got out of my relationship, it was a pandemic. There was no way for me to meet anyone. You work from home and you just have nothing else to do. I'm just at home. You know what? I'm just going to open Grinder and I'm going to talk to people. Yep. Mistake. <laughs> you try to just have conversation. You're going to receive dick pics right away. It's not what I'm here for right now. If you're not feeling it and you're just not in the mood, sometimes it's not the time. And that's totally 
fair. Yeah. I know that Grinder is a hookup app, but I do think that you could go on it and maybe you just want to chat or maybe you want to send pictures or see pictures or maybe you do want to meet up right away. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of those things. I think as long as you're honest. That's the thing. That's what you said right now, that you just have to be honest about what you want. A lot of problems with Grindr is that a lot of people won't respect what you want. Yeah. Yeah. When I was trying to like meet people, have conversation, if I wanted to message someone, I would say right away, like, hey, I'm mostly looking for friends. I just want to chat with people. And 90% of people would just leave me on red. Right. That's how much people are not there just to talk. I was straightforward with it. And I was like, here's what I am for. And I'm kind of lucky because I met two of my really good friends in the city that way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I also feel this desire sometimes to just connect with other gay men. You just relate to them being in your social circle as yeah. friends. And maybe Grinder isn't the best place. The app has transformed yeah. how we meet people. We can meet people online. Do you prefer the old-fashioned way to connect with people, so to speak, in a bar, for example, in person? Or do you like that it's all virtual? I think I know what you might say, but I'm curious. <laughs> well, I'm someone who's really, really social to start with. I love being around people, love to always have like friends over and go to parties and all of that. I think for me, that's the best way to actually meet people. It's really face-to-face -face in social environment. But with the pandemic, we had to adjust. Yeah. If you're a really social person and you need that connection or you need those conversations, you need to talk with people. And that was the only way I could. I kind of had to adjust to it. And I was really glad that it was there. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned sometimes guys wouldn't respond to you. So I wanted to ask you also, what do you think about ghosting? And have you ever experienced that? I feel like everyone has experienced that in our DOV. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And of course, I've, I've had it a lot of times. You just have really good conversation and you think it's really going well. And out of the blue, they just stop answering. Did I say something wrong? Yeah. I'm so anxious all the time. Every time that happens, it's like, okay, my God, what did I do wrong? They're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm this. And I'm like, I don't even know them. Why do I care? It's not a respectful thing to do. No. It's very cowardly. It feels very dehumanizing. And I think that's a theme that a lot of people feel on Grindr in general. Yeah. Often I'm going to put in my bio. I don't have the app right now, but when I do, I, I would put, if you're not interested, let me know because I will. And if someone would message me yeah. and I wouldn't be interested, I would reply right away. Hey, sorry, I'm not interested. And that's it. Yeah, straight up. I'd rather be told you're not my type. Cool. Okay, thanks for letting me know. If we can call this ghosting, I feel like in my world, in my own rule book, I would say, okay, if you're just chatting with someone for maybe a day or two and you want to end things that way for whatever reason, okay, that's one thing. But if you have chatted to somebody for a long time or you've met a few times in person, you've gone on a few dates and then you try to ghost them, I think that's worse. Oh, that's just an asshole move. It is. I can't even think of a word right now to explain how shitty that is. Honestly, if we've met in person for any reason, it's not working or whatever, let me know. I'm a human and I'll let you know if something's not working. Yeah. Ghosting is the worst thing, especially, especially if like you talk to someone for a really long time 
or if you've met them in especially if you've met them in person that's terrible uh-huh it is guys that seek different things from relationship oriented to more casual and i feel like the issue is it becomes very transactional it becomes like you're browsing on amazon for me personally usually i was always relationship oriented when i would approach guys they would not want the same thing now i feel like being in a relationship they want to be in a relationship with me and i just i find guys very bizarre yeah but i like them yeah (laughs) don't we all i'm not gonna lie here this is the good part about it is you can look at handsome men it's great because you're allowed to and you love it and enjoy it live it embrace it yeah what's the english word for it double side knife double-edged sword maybe that's it (laughs) i think so esl here it's my esl coming out with grinder how you can be specific on what you want you can say okay i'm here to chat hook up with this type of body type and this type of age so specific yep that sometimes if someone's not interested it's just because i don't fit in their tiny little mold yeah at the same time it's so bad for self-esteem i think that's the most toxic part of grinder to my eye how picky and precise and make people decide on what they want If you don't fit one of that tiny little piece of they want, everything goes out the window. I feel like with all those little details, I never know if, is it because I'm really not interesting or it's just I don't fit one of those tiny little details? Yeah. Like, I never know what to think of it. I agree. Always makes me nervous and it's so bad for my self esteem. And I want to be super positive about my body, my body shape. Yeah. The way I look, the way I speak, or whatever. But it gets super hard when you get left on red 80% of the time on those apps. Yeah, it's discouraging. And you bring up a couple really good points. They, they they must have been really, really good points, eh? <laughs> Give me a second. They'll come back to me. I think there's a hyper focus on sexual sexuality and the body specifically and what is a sexual body for a man and what is being portrayed. That is front yeah. and center. If it's the torso, if it's the abs. Yeah. I think that promotes a very unhealthy standard discourages people that don't experience attraction that way have you ever heard of the term straight skinny gay fat yes to anyone who's listening that is not aware of what straight skinny gay fat is is that a guy that is in the straight community would be considered as a skinny man often will be considered as fat in the gay community because the standards are so toxic and unhealthy. If you don't have a knife-sharp jawline, perfect abs, and a perfect butt, all those tiny details, if you have the slightest bit of love handles or man boobs or ties that are not defined, like anything, and you're going to be considered fat. The, The beauty standard is so toxic. Personally, I like an average body. I like dad bods. My worldview has definitely increased 
over time, I feel like my interests have definitely broadened. And I feel like what is problematic is the mm. fact that the app still lets you filter out these preferences specifically so you can select them. I think it would honestly just be better if they were gone yeah. across the board, no matter what body type, race, ethnicity. My philosophy is you may match with someone that you have a lot in common with when you don't limit yourself and ask yourself why you ever had that preference to begin with. There was a lot of good guys out there. And I also believe there was someone out there for anyone that wants it. It'll open up some people's minds. Yeah, I feel like also when I'm in Toronto, I always feel like a 6.5, depending on like if I base myself from guys from dating apps or people in real life. I'll feel like a 6.5. Oh my God. But then I go to Montreal or Calgary or like other cities in Canada and I'll feel like an 8.5 and a 9. I'm a solid 8. Yeah. On good days, I can brush the 8.5. I'm cute and I have an amazing personality. Of course you're cute. You're handsome. Here in Toronto, I feel those standards are so high. My little love handles bring me down to a (laughs) 6.5. There's a bit of an arrogant, a bit of uh, the sun shines out of my ass, a bit of mommy told me that I deserve the world. You take that to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. Not a 6.5. <laughs> I wasn't fishing for a compliment, but I appreciate it. Different cities have different vibes. Yeah. They do. All those memes when you open your phone and you basically get swarmed. Yeah, we do. I like chatting to guys. And sometimes what guys say to me is, you're so nice. What are you doing on this app? I like to think I'm a nice guy. You are. Thank you. We wouldn't be friends if you weren't. I don't understand why people can't be nice. Especially with Grindr. It's really like sexually based. People go on that app mostly to have sex. So it's so hard to be there and just wanting to have casual conversation. It's harder to have like that niceness because people don't want to lose time having long conversation. Just want to get their dirt sucked. Yeah. People are not going to start talking to you about the economy, politics. I like talking about those things. Me too. So you should have Tinder instead. I think there's meaningful connections in chemistry. Even if you are just casually hooking up, just respect them. They deserve that. That's what you would hope, right? I feel like it's harder these days, sadly, to find that, though. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. They don't see you and they don't know you. You become disposable. Behind the keyboard is a real person. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's a problem with all social media. It is. They don't care if they hurt someone. They don't care what they make other people feel. They don't see them face to face. It's a whole lot of a different story when you actually like have to meet that person and see how you impacted their day even by being this mean. We don't have the same interest yep. or whichever reason why you're not interested. There's ways to tell someone and not make them feel like they're a mistake of the universe. That niceness on people is missing. Yeah. The conversation kind of fades away. I've found this in my experience. Sometimes I'll message them back a few days later and then they're like all sassy to me. Don't worry about it. I'm looking elsewhere now and all this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. And it's okay to like, I, I can't say that sentence in English properly and it's killing me. It's on the tip of your tongue. Yes, it is. Uh, but it's okay to not be interested anymore with someone. Yep. You have conversation and you know what? It doesn't do it for me. 
I, I don't feel a connection. I don't feel it. But as long as you're honest and you're still nice about it and careful of how you say it. Words matter. They do. I, I think there's a perception that me as a gay person is more promiscuous. And that's not true. I think we're just more open about it. I could answer that question if you tell me what promiscuous means. <laughs> Do you know the song promiscuous? No. Wanting to have sex openly and easily. Okay, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm so glad that you specified at the beginning of the episode that I'm actually French-Canadian, so I'm not that good in English. I don't agree with that. I, I think gay people are more sexually... Liberated? Yeah. <laughs> I think... We, in more cases, we're not forced to do it. We do it because it feels good, because we like it. So we're picky often a lot in that aspect. Yeah. We're more open to talk about it, but also I think we're less picky. We're more open for casual sex than straight people. Okay. Yeah, fair. I think so. I think people in the LGBT communities are more attracted towards like casual sex and meaningless flings. So it does happen more, I think. Yeah. With gay people than straight people. For people I know. Yep. I'm just speaking for like people I know. Like gay people are a lot more available for sex than straight people, I think. Yeah. And I'm glad that you disagree with me because I like it sometimes when people disagree with me on the podcast. <laughs> Please give me give me give me something. Give me a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's it, perspective too like we might just know different kind of people you're right yep obviously i know a lot of straight girl that love to get dicked a lot yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it's also just easier maybe for gays most of the time to just get a hookup yeah i used to hear that when i was in university and my friend he was straight he'd be like it must be so easy for you man guys are just chill and easy i'm like "Mm, yes and no to that (laughs) yeah i feel like the reason why it might be like that is that women especially will have more they'll be more careful about who they put inside their body maybe (laughs) than gay guys can yeah i feel like us in the lgbt community especially guys will be more open to just like have sex for it to feel good whoever it is with and not care of who it is with and it's just so easy with the apps that are just right there you're really close let's do it and, and it's done yep for straight people there's more to it a little bit honestly i think you've given anyone that's listening a good explanation especially people that maybe are coming out for the first time things to consider if they're going to use grinder or they're going to use the app be careful and be aware of what's happening on there and don't let it scare you and don't let it dictate what you are and how to act. Don't let Grinder or the community tell you how much sex you should have and who you should have sex with and how often and how safe or unsafe or don't let anyone or any app or any social norms ish dictate what you want to do that would be my biggest advice yeah absolutely amen that is true i agree wholeheartedly well my syrup spillers 
whatever you decide to do, as Alex just mentioned, make choices that are good and healthy for you. If you liked this episode, please go and follow Spill in the Syrup on Instagram. This will be the fifth episode published, and I feel that's a very exciting milestone for the podcast. Thank you all that listen and tell me that you enjoy or were entertained by our topics and guests. Stay tuned for more Syrup in two weeks' time. Goodbye. <laughs>